you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. St. Teresa of Avila also took the title of St. Uh, Teresa of Jesus, so she has both names when we talk about her. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, we know that all creation is groaning in labor pains, even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit, we also groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. N new hope that sees for itself is not hope. For who hopes in what one sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with endurance. In the same way, the Holy Spirit, too, comes to the aid in our weaknesses to all of us. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible greetings and moanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. The word of the Lord. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening our eyes. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. They are more precious than gold, than a heap of purest gold, sweeter than syrup or the honey from the comb. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them just. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. Remain in my love, says the Lord. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and anyone that does, he prunes, so it does bear fruit. You are already pruned because of the word I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. 
Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into the fire and they will be burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. For this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In my mind, when I think St. Therese of Avila, or St. Therese of Jesus, as her, as her name in the convent was called, I think of Bernini's sculpture in Santa Maria della Vittoria in Rome. It's a beautiful little church, and on the side chapel of that church is this beautiful sculpture of the ecstasy of St. Therese. It depicts what her writings talk about with the experiences she had with Jesus. She literally was lifted off the ground and she experienced an angel with a golden quiver piercing her heart. And each time it pierced her heart, she felt swoons of ecstatic pain. Good news, bad news. And this sculpture was beautifully carved by Bernini and placed in that chapel in the church to represent St. Therese's moment of ecstasy. What were the moments of ecstasy? Let's look back at her life. She was from Spain. As a young child, maybe nine years old, she, her mother passed away. So she adopted a new mother, Mary, the mother of God. And with that devotion to Mary, she became closer, closer to the church and closer to her faith. She entered eventually a group of Augustinian nuns and she stayed a few years, but she wasn't, she wasn't attracted to the order. So she withdrew and joined another, another order and they were the order of Carmelites. Interesting part of the order is that they were founded from the, the origins of the, the visions on Mount Carmel in, in the Holy Land. And we, we associate that with St. Simon's stock. She joined the Carmelites because they were a more uh, penitential and spiritual group than she found with the Augustinians. In her prayer life, she was taken up often to closeness with Jesus. And there's one point in her writings that she told the other sisters that when she prays, uh, don't, don't come near me. And the reason for that is because she used to levitate. She would literally rise up in her prayers. Her ec ecstatic communion with Jesus was so intense that her body would literally leave the earth. Not fly up, but just raise up. And that's when she would receive these moments of ecstatic oneness with Jesus. Her writings are profuse. She's, a lot of writings are about 
the, the reform of the church. This was also during what we all know as the Spanish Inquisition and post-Reformation. So it was a period of the church in which reforming was happening all over, right across the board. And, and some of the reformers are very, very filled with life and filled with faith. And that's the birth of the, the art of, of the Baroque, which is very busy, very active. And many of the churches of Rome today were built during that Baroque period, 1617s, 100s. And it commemorates the intensity of the faith that was being encouraged post-Reformation, after the, the reformers tried to destroy the church. What does Therese have to say to us today? She was a faithful person, and I remember Saint Sister Carmela telling us stories about Saint Therese. There are many, but the one she tells most is Therese didn't have a, Therese didn't have an easy life. Even though she was a nun and eventually pronounced saint, she did not have an easy life. It's difficult living with saints. She was she was very very focused on the intense prayer life. One day, and she was. Uh, always on the road, I should say always, but she was on the road a lot. She founded at least six monasteries in her lifetime, and many, many grew out after that, of this severe section of the order of Mount, of Mount Carmel, the Carmelites. Well, they call it the Discalced Order. Discalced refers to the barefootness of the order. They They sought really intense relationship and closeness with God through self-mortification. One day she's in a little, you know, like a, a wagon, and she's traveling to another monastery, and the wagon falls into a ditch of mud, and the wagon wheel breaks off, everybody has to get out, and, and she's going on, on a holy journey. She's going to go start another monastery or visit one of her own monasteries. And in the, in the process, the wagon is broken down, and Sister Carmela reminds us of her response, Teresa's response. If this is how you choose your, you treat your friends, Lord, no wonder you don't have too many. So, you know, you don't get it easy because you're a saint, and you don't get it easy past because you're a Catholic. We experience the same challenges that the early church and, the, and the, the Baroque church experience, the Reformed church, which means hurt, pain, rejection, and, and prayer and ecstasy. She was rejected often by her sisters and by her parents, her family, I should say, uh, because of her intensity of faith and the reforming attitude that she had. She must have been a real pain in the neck to live with. I mean, to live with a saint is difficult unless you get in on board, unless you, you get into the prayer life of the saint, which is what she encouraged, not as a leader, but as a devout connector with Jesus. She has writings that all deal with her mystical uh, actions. And her writings go back, you might say, to this understanding from the scriptures, Jesus encouraging us to stay connected to him. Okay, the, the metaphor is vine and branches. He's the, he, he's the vine and we are the branches. Look at Therese and look at ourselves as branches bearing fruit. 
Because Jesus says that the, the branches that don't bear fruit are going to be cut off and trashed. Well, we here are trying to get closer to God each day. But we live out there. We live in the world. So the challenges are always with us. And it's not easy. And, and believe me, it's not easy to enter a monastery and say, oh, I'll be closer to God in the monastery. It doesn't work that way. Because it's our interior and exterior life that has to connect with God for us to be really authentically one with him. So in her experiences, she often was challenged, you might say even pruned, clipped of her enthusiasm. But nevertheless, she kept going forward. And, and that was her goal, to constantly reunite, reunite herself to God. So it's a good example for us through all the challenges that we have, we have the COVID, we have social unrest, we have the elections and pros and cons of both sides. It, it's not easy for us to be Catholics. It's not easy for us to be followers of Jesus Christ. But it was never meant to be. Where we are with our weaknesses and strength is where we're meant to be. And it's up to us with our attitude, our interior attitude, interior life, to get close to Jesus. How does that happen? Prayer, silence, speaking to him, letting him know this is a good day, this is a bad day, this is a challenging day, this is a, uh, an uplifting day. Yeah, speaking to him. Prayer is so unitive, it's so uniting. And we don't have to only pray at Mass, of course, this is the most important prayer because it's the total giving of ourselves to God and he gives us back his son in the Eucharist. So that is the ultimate prayer, the, the Mass. But when we go out, we still have to pray. As we see billboards, we have to pray. As we see the traffic cops, as we see policemen, as we see people lying in the street, as we see people shopping, pray. What is prayer? Uniting ourselves with Christ. Now, when you pray, don't expect an ecstatic experience. Don't, don't expect that we're going to float because that's not what we're challenged to do. We're challenged to be one with Christ. We're challenged, as the scriptures say, to be connected to the divine. And that takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of energy. And again, Paul refers to a concept of hope. Hope is not in something we see. Hope is in what we don't see. Because what we see is already accomplished. We don't have to hope in it. Hope is beyond. So we pray and we hope. Then hope is not like crossing our fingers and wishing. That's not hope. That's a wish. Hope is putting our faith in what we don't see but know is real. And Jesus is a great example of that. And where we see Jesus is important for us. In the poor, in our challenges of life, in our family, with all their ups and downs, in the joys that we experience, in the sadness we experience. Hope that Jesus is with me. Again, it's not a wishful think, thinking, it's experience. Hope that he's with me through all of this. As he was with Therese, the saint, the mystic, and the nun from Spain.
you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.